0: Hi, welcome to Spooked and Spirited. I'm Kyle and I'm Grace and this is an episode about scary sea monsters and tonight we've been drinking kraken and coke he means kraken rum we have not been drinking the kraken that would be strange and probably very disgusting and, and salty I imagine salty 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 <laughs> so Today, we've each chosen kind of a sea monster and then a uh, deep sea equivalent, because we talked uh, a few episodes ago about making an episode about how spooky the actual deep sea is, and um, we just kind of decided that we'd incorporate it into this one. So if you hear my cat in the background, he's decided (laughs) that it's time to talk. He's just decided that it's time to have a conversation I can't stop that. You can't stop that. So he's a part of this podcast now. Yep. So, um, I'll go first. Essentially, the two things I looked up were the megalodon and the goblin shark. Um, The megalodon is a uh, a creature from the fossil record. Uh, Everyone's probably pretty familiar with the idea of this creature. It's a giant shark. A lot a lot of aquariums and museums have uh, versions of what this... Hold on. Milo? <laughs> Milo, be quiet. He
1: just, he just wants to say hello to everybody. Milo, say hello. Say hello. No, you're going you're gonna to be quiet now. Now
0: he's quiet.
1: <laughs> he's, just, he's just looking at us now like what?
0: what? He's been trying to talk. I don't know if you can hear him or not. We're recording, so it's impossible to tell. But the megalodon is a giant shark creature. Um, the name megalodon means big tooth, which is completely apt as the teeth of the megalodon compared to the teeth of the great white shark are monstrous. In our notes page, we will include um, a picture of this and... I mean, they're huge. They're enormous. They're giant triangular teeth. Very classic shark teeth, but enormous. Um, I'm pretty sure
1: the Mythbusters did an episode where they recreated the Megalodon via, uh, like, animatronic. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my but God. But they, they did an animatronic version of the Megalodon.
0: That'd be terrifying. It's huge. Oh, it was
1: gigantic. Yeah, I remember watching this
0: This shark is enormous. Yeah. Um, the teeth are the primary source of the fossil record for this creature because the main, I mean, like all modern sharks, the main aspect of its uh, creation is cartilage. So it's, it's a largely made of cartilage with um, a few vertebrae have been found as uh, fossils, but mostly teeth are the fossil record for this creature.
1: Just the sharp little knives.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, they're serrated, they're nasty, they're terrifying. They're going
1: to tear you up in your sleep.
0: Yeah. Um, So they lived from um, 23 million years ago to 2.6 million years ago during the Cenozoic era. That's what it said on Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, The Cenozoic era. Goal Wikipedia. Which... um, I heard that many films falsely depicted it as maybe not many, but a few films falsely depicted it as existing during the same time as dinosaurs, which is not true. It existed 26 to 2.3 arno no, 23 to 2.6 million years ago during the Cenozoic era. Um during its time it was the most one of the most powerful um, carnivores um during its time. With a profound effect on structure of marine communities, considering the fact that it could eat just about anything. No, oh, of course. Um, I
1: mean, that giant of a thing is going to be able to devour yeah, whatever the hell it wants. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And its um, its hunting method was probably very similar to the great white shark in that it charged upwards to kind of slam into its um, prey. With a great amount of force. It supposedly hunted whales, taking a huge chomp out of the bony parts of whales. Um, uh, So that was its main way of getting food. It was enormous. It was terrifying. But it did not eat little things. It ate enormous chunks of whales. Um it was known to be maybe around 18 meters also known as 59 feet and it looked like a stockier version of the great white so some films have uh have made it seem like it was just a giant version of the great white shark but in reality it was a stockier heavier looking version of the great white shark like a
1: husky yeah. kind of fatter cousin yeah of yeah the great exactly
0: white. exactly it wasn't it wasn't at all so I had, an had identical a glandular
1: copy. Uh, issue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it it totally didn't look exactly like the great white shark. It's like a stockier version, although the overall type was probably very similar. So,
1: like the great white would be the NBA player, and the megalodon would be the NFL player.
0: Yeah, there you go. What we're there at. you go. Okay. That's it.
1: We have got the the linebacker. Is what we're looking at.
0: Um fossils were originally found in what we we would call the renaissance however interestingly enough the fossils originally found of the teeth they thought were dragons (laughs) tongues fossils
1: tongues
0: they thought they were the tongues of dragons wow i'm not kidding that's what they really thought they were um but in um uh, 1667, the Danish naturalist, uh, I actually don't have him name here, a wonderful Danish naturalist <laughs> in 1667 identified them as shark's teeth and drew the idea of what the head would look like. We'll include that on our notes page. It looks ridiculous, but it, it's what he thought he looked like. Um and by the way, our notes page is found on Facebook under our page Spooked and Spirited. Easy to follow. We update regularly. Yeah, we do a new, new, a new notes page for each episode. Um, and then uh, in 1843, a man named Lewis, I'm going to spell the last name because I'm not daring to pronounce this, <laughs> A-G-A-S-S-I-Z, gave the shark its real scientific name in a research document that he completed in 1843. Again, 1843. Um, and this creature, he finally realized, was this enormous ancient shark. So at this point, they had discarded the idea that this these teeth were tongues of dragons. No more dragons. I mean, uh, can you believe that? Dragons. Which provided they appeared outside of the ocean like the fossils did but then again the oceans cover different amounts of areas right. than they used to
1: so they go from believing these are flame breathing creatures to sharks that's yes Yeah. it's a pretty big change in beliefs there it's a
0: yeah no a it's a pretty big switch there it's a big it's a big switch he must have compared them to other sharks teeth and realized they're the same in shape which if you look at it as we will show in the notes page, that the teeth of the megalodon are very similar to the teeth of the great white. Right,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, there's it's just the size that's the the big difference there.
0: And then, for their extinction, the um, greatest contributors were cooling seas, so global climate change, Um, a lessening of... um, food in that a lot of the whales that they had previously been eating had been had or were becoming extinct and different whales were becoming the primary um species of what was going on in the whales right and then lastly uh Competition of eating things. Like, they had new things that were going after their newfound prey.
1: More competition for the same food. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, they were essentially being shoved out from the food chain by not only not having the same food, but also the food that remained was now being eaten by other things. So, they just weren't relevant anymore. Lastly, a few fictional... Um, Movies, shows have depicted the Megalodon as possibly existing. The most famous of all was Megalodon the Monster Shark Lives, which is a (laughs) docudrama. It's essentially a documentary in quotations about the Megalodon possibly living. However, scientists have gotten furious at this documentary as all of the scientists, quote unquote, from the movie are actually paid actors it's just a docudrama it's so a
1: there's there's no no evidence whatsoever there's that no could real possibly evidence still be around
0: there's no evidence that the megalodon is still okay. happening in the deep sea um and then for my quote-unquote real animal i did the goblin shark which is a deep sea shark a pretty rare species, and is often called a living fossil because it is one of the only type that hasn't gone extinct of its type. And, um, how it hunts is it ambushes prey. It uh, ambushes prey smaller than itself, unlike the megalodon, which approached prey probably larger than itself and took a huge chunk out out of it. it, Um... Uh, it lives in the deep sea. It has this terrifying I'm gonna try and include this on our notes page, tendency of expanding its jaw when it's found something to eat. It's terrifying. So like I, kinda like alien from the alien yeah, movies? Yeah, no, it's it's horrifying. It like goes from like having a collapsed jaw to all of a sudden spreading all the way out, collapsing and eating its prey. Ugh. It's it's awful. That it's sounds horrible. horrible. It's deep sea nightmares all the way. It's like H. R. Geiger's like wet dream <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs>
1: shouldn't say that he's dead now oh god
0: oh, i mean he'd like it he's probably he's probably inspired by the oh, by definitely. the goblin shark um in the past it's been taken to aquariums but it's only been able to live shortly i think the longest time anyone has lived was about a week and a half mm-hmm. and that was in japan and another one has only lived about 3 days in japan okay um they aren't a targeted species by fisheries so they aren't like a delicacy of any sort
1: no one's wanting to eat these terrible alien looking
0: no however they are sometimes caught in um nets that are dragged across the bottom of the ocean uh-huh. um they're caught up in it as they're trying to hunt for right, food right so um that's about it for the goblin shark i didn't include too much because it's not the more uh paranormal well i guess right. the Bengalodon isn't exactly paranormal either considering no. those are a thing but it's a spooky thing and some people would like to say it still exists
1: yeah okay so my turn to go and i did exactly what we're drinking i did the kraken and all right i think a lot of you probably already know a good deal about the kraken and that's It's a gigantic octopus, squid-looking motherfucker. Um, That's kind of an easy way to put it. It's a legendary sea monster. Um, It kind of originated off the coast of Greenland and Norway. That's kind of where it um, originally started, where the story started from. Um, The word kraken itself uh, apparently originally meant an uprooted tree. And that's why these sailors um, originally described the monster is because its tentacles it's reaching tentacles. up in the air. Yeah, yeah. its tentacles looked, looked like, like the, roots. the uprooted... and it's a little bit more than a little of
0: an uprooted tree. of yeah. around like of a tentacle bit so of a little
1: of a little That's of a little a the size of the thing was akin to that of a small island they would see it and it would be like a small island the, the body of it not the not the, obviously but the actual body uh-huh. of it yeah uh, when it would come up to the surface would be like that of a small island um and uh, depending on the account some would say they they would actually try and fish with these things because they would feed by like a supposedly by regurgitating small amounts of food that would attract fish they would just sit there with their mouths open and let the fish come into their mouths okay so the sailors would um they would fish over the kraken as they would call it
0: no that's a really smart way of like for for if this thing was real that's an incredible way to get food exactly
1: so they would fish over the kraken which just had its mouth open and would just let all these fish come and swim in and once it had its fill it would just close its mouth and have all this food. Um and some would some said the accounts some of the accounts said that its main danger to fishermen were the, the kind of whirlpool it left in its wake when it would die back down after feeding, although some oh. said that it did do the whole, you know, what you expect of the, the old stories of you know, grabbing ships with its tentacles with its and pulling tentacles down, and, yeah, yeah, and then dragging it down to the deeps. Exactly, exactly. Um, that that's basically what most of the ancient accounts are. Some more modern accounts um, during World War II. There's a British ship in the Maldives that was supposedly encountered a kraken. Um, oh wow! One crewman by the name of A. G. Starkey saw something odd in the water, and he. He shined a flashlight on it, and he saw this, like, giant green orb, which he later said he realized was an eye. Just a giant eye. And he walked the length of the ship and realized that the whole body of this thing ran the entire length of the ship. Oh, my God. So it was, like, over 175 feet long, which would make it bigger than any giant squid.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. It's not just a giant squid that they're seeing. It's some creature beyond that.
1: But the thing is... alert any other crewmen so Um, there's no corroboration for this story um the other big story that i found um for modern times is in 2011 a professor mark um a paleontologist uh found an odd arrangement of eight Of an ancient sea reptile An ichthyosaur Um, I think I'm saying that right Or a type of ichthyosaur It was a special um, species of it Of vertebrae from around 200 to 250 million years ago um, Arranged oddly on the seafloor And did not think that the arrangement could have happened naturally And that there were sucker marks on the bones
0: Huh, on the bones? On the bones That's ridiculous
1: Yeah, and they were dumped in a pattern that according to him resembled tentacles and he thinks that it was kind of in a midden which is kind of what octopi do today they dump like their the remains of their food in a pile near their dens where they go oh okay uh, so he thinks that a kraken a giant you know um octopi or squid attacked uh, this ancient sea reptile that reptile reptile <laughs> reptile and drowned or snapped its neck, then brought it back to its den where it dismembered and then arranged its bones. Um, and then of course there aren't any fossils of the kraken itself, which he explains away because of course they're soft body themselves because they're exactly like, you know, yeah. the modern day squid and yeah, and no, there would be no evidence, but of course, um, many people many other scientists dismiss his claims as merely circumstantial because the only other evidence are the sucker marks on the bones or yeah. nothing else to um corroborate his his theory um but that's that's the only thing i was really able to find on the kraken itself i
0: mean other than stories of you know the kraken appearing and being a Being an experience, there aren't really many scientific documents. No, and
1: most of the Kraken stories about it appearing end up being largely kind of mostly fictionalized accounts, which is why I didn't include them because they they border on the fictionalized, so I didn't include a lot of those ancient accounts because it it seemed sort of frivolous to include them because they did seem largely fictional. they were just... Now... The obvious likely culprit behind all these Kraken stories is the giant or colossal squid. There's the two of them. There's the giant squid and the slightly larger colossal squid. Okay. Um, the giant squid can grow up to 43 feet, and then there's the colossal squid, which can grow up to uh, 46 feet. Wow. They both live in the deep sea, which apparently is somehow partially responsible for their giant size. The, the Being in the deep sea can somehow be... I don't know how. But I guess can... kind of
0: like it's uh kind of like when things get on islands, they can evolve to either be miniature or giant. It's kind of similar in that they're isolated from the rest of the ocean, so they can either grow I large or
1: tiny. I I, did, I guess I should have looked into it a little bit more <laughs> to understand why that uh, could cause it. Um, they weren't even they weren't even first like pictured until two thousand and four by the Japanese. That was the first time we actually first pictured. Um, the giant squids and first corroborated that they actually truly existed okay um they inhabit but they they live all around the world's oceans they're not like in just one specific spot but they are especially common around norway oceans which again indicative of why they would why the stories of the kraken would have originated there um and there are some stories of giant squids washing up throughout history which could again explain these stories of thraken throughout history um there are a couple that i wrote down um because all right normally they stay pretty deep down so you wouldn't really see them so that's the stories of these ones surfacing kind of don't make much sense Uh unless these are ones that maybe had already died and kind of surfaced up and then maybe wash ashore later. Yeah. they normally stay in depths of 300 to 1,000 meters, but some of them ended up uh, being stranded ashore. Um, one of these stories happened in Newfoundland, actually, in November of 1878. And this one reportedly had a mantle, which is like the main body of it, of 20 feet long. And one tentacle, which was as long as 35 feet. Wow. And was estimated to weigh as much as one ton. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this, I mean, which there are no scientific reports to corroborate that sort of size of for, yeah. for modern day um, giant squids. They are generally have males in the size of like six feet and... Uh, Again, their their length is normally like forty feet tops. Uh-huh. So, um, so there's no there's no corroboration there, but it's it's understandable that you these things washing ashore and maybe these reports getting exaggerated as they get spread among these you know the colonies that are founded at these times. Yeah. That. They become these sort of mythological stories. Yeah, and,
0: absolutely the legendary monsters. Yeah,
1: and then maybe at the same time that these beasts wash ashore, certain shipwrecks happen, and they're like, "Well, same maybe thing. same thing. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Maybe this maybe this beast caused this thing, or yeah. So it, it's it's not that surprising that I, I don't think that." these stories developed
0: absolutely
1: from the i i'm pretty sure that the kraken is literally just the giant squid i don't see there being anything pretty other convinced than that. yeah i'm pretty convinced there
0: What All do you right. think? no i i would have to agree that exaggeration and adrenaline at seeing something so large would have even further exaggerated it in the, even the observer's mind as something um, larger than comprehensible. I mean, I've seen the pictures of them.
1: They're they're pretty freaky to see these pictures of these of these giant squid. So I mean, I'd be pretty freaked out to see even these, even the ones of the size that they've been pictured. Let alone the ones even larger that have been reportedly washed ashore in, you know, the 1800s and stuff. Absolutely. Which could have happened. I mean, the, just because they haven't been pictured yet doesn't mean they don't get that large.
0: I mean, similarly, I have no belief that the Megalodon still exists. There's just no food source for it. We'd, we'd have known if there were huge chunks of whales coming yeah. out of whales, we would have seen it. Definitely. Whether in our deep uh, dives into the ocean floor, we would have seen it. Or whether... I mean, the whales washed up, because dead whales wash up, and we would have seen it. We would have seen that something had happened. And even the documentary wants to report that there was a whale that washed up with a huge chunk out of it, but there's nothing believable about the documentary when you replace all scientists with paid actors.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: So, in totality, uh, sea monsters really don't have traction in the idea of... The reality of the world, despite the fact that the deep sea is, I mean, we know less about it than we know about the surface of the moon. Right. And yet, there's no substantial proof that these deep sea creatures exist, whether in deep sea dives or in uh, shallower sea evidence, um, other than the stories. However, um, it's fun to think about. It's fun to think about the horrors of the deep sea because... The deeper and the longer we're down there, in documentaries and such, the more ter- terrifying, interesting stuff we see.
1: I think it'd be cool, though, if they d- if they discover a slightly larger species of giant squid or colossal squid or whatever, if they were just to name it uh, Kraken.
0: Yeah, no, that'd I would name cool. it the Kraken. I would name it the Kraken, I think that'd absolutely. that'd be
1: a cool thing to do. But uh, I think that's it for uh, this episode of Spooked and Spirited.
0: It's been fun talking about the deep sea with you guys.
1: Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: I'm I'm Grace. (laughs) And I'm Kyle. You've been listening to Spooked and Spirited with Grace. And Kyle. And you can find us on Facebook under Spooked and Spirited.
1: And you can email us at drunkspooked at gmail.com.
0: We would appreciate any ratings and reviews you could leave us on whatever listening platform you're using. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.